Four improvisers have chosen to don their cloaks, brandish their sabers, and speak in terrible accents for your entertainment. Pass the Doritos, grab your dice, and go on a quest with Des Moines' best comedians as they do all of those things in Des Moines and Dragons! have any dignity all right and we're we're rolling starting in three two one hello ladies and gentlemen (laughs) i'm your dungeon master paul privatira here with my cast to play Uh, (laughs) all right right in the middle of my words doing it again three two one (laughs) welcome ladies and gentlemen i'm your host and dungeon master paul privatira with me as always is my cast of uh uh, people that I do this with. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We're wow. no longer sensual. No. Nah, well, well, it's like it varies by the day. So, oh lordy, what to We're do gonna when the j- romances die? We're going to jump right into the, the tomfoolery with the person whose name sounds closest to Tom, Tim. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, Jason's pretty far off. No, you're right. What's up? Nothing. What are you doing? (laughs) Tim crunched the numbers on that, and it comes up right. Doing a little math here. I'm just filling in some bonuses since we leveled up. Cool. Uh, What have you been doing lately? Oh, lots of crazy stuff. I just finished um, six days of shows at Adventureland. It was six shows a day for six days, 36 shows. I don't do that many shows normally, like, in a year. So you might be able to notice my voice is a little rough and i'm a little tired but it was really fun and i had an amazing time at adventureland it was really cool to get to do all these shows i got to perform with charity and i got to perform with cliff so balarat nornella and harbeck did some shows and guess what orzok showed up and had a great time he'll tell you all about that adventure if um he's still like doesn't have any legally things pending against him because of that that's true Okay, well, uh, just to end on that, teaser. little little teasy tease, mm. cheesy tease, wheezy cheese tease. Okay, Paul. Speaking of wheezy, <laughs> I think Charity's the only one here that likes Lil Wayne. So, Charity, what have you been up to? That's true. Um, I don't really give a fuck about Lil Wayne. Yeah, but you probably uh, like him more than any of us do. Is that accurate? Answer the question. God. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's off to a weird start. <laughs> this is off to a weird start. Um, I'm super neutral about Lil Wayne. Sure, cool. Sure. Um, what class do you think Lil Wayne would play if he played D D? Bard. No, sorry, it's your part. Um. Yes. He'd be. I think he'd uh, be like a rogue because he because he skateboards a lot. Gets shot all the time. <laughs> passes out. Has seizures. He falls. <laughs> Weird start to the podcast, guys. He'd no, be a goddamn great. warlock. Oh yeah, that's true. Yep. What else have you been doing besides hanging out with Tim, making with the funnies? Oh. Uh. <laughs> it's her part, so you can't be mad. I'm not. <laughs> what about? Oh, um, I've really just been hanging out. I've been going to a lot of shows lately. Yeah. Which I've really been enjoying. I've been doing a lot of shows lately. Which I've been enjoying. Uh, the shows at Adventureland were a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Standout memory from the show? <laughs> uh, Tim and I were backstage <laughs> and we were like talking about some kind of heavy stuff, you know, as actors do in mm-hmm. the in in the green room. We're all sad. Well, yeah. And I was like, fuck it. We're going to go ride the bumper cars. And Tim and I rode the bumper cars. <laughs> and it was so fun. It was really fun. It was cool. a good time. That's so great. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Charity. You're welcome. And that's it. Okay. No, I... <laughs> I saved, Not non-entity. I saved the breast for last. Jason, what's up? Diamond Cutter Monroe. That's right. <laughs> what's up, man? Hey. What have you been doing? <laughs> Just struggling with my legal battles as usual, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, a lot, got a lot of illegal irons in the legal fires. Right. You You're know. trying to like grab as many uh, you know expiring me. copyrights as possible. I'm a, yeah, I'm I'm doing that, and I'm also a land baron. <laughs> Good. I just, I'm like I'm trying to buy up all the cattle in in, in the in the western province. <laughs> I didn't mean to like breathe right into the mic. No, that was okay. good. Cool. Yeah, but so I settled some of those. So yeah, I can talk about. It. I went and saw Tim's uh, performance. Um, 
It fucking was uh, transcendent. Oh no, that's cool. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys coming. That was it was you and the drummer of Super Chief. No guitar. Oh, other guys. The other. We had a guitar day at Adventure yeah. Bay. Got Aww. fucking shit can hammered, <laughs> fucked up. Awesome. Well, that's, that's a good the only time. Way to be. Yeah, it was really good. I passed out. I think. <laughs> Let's just say that I was there at one point. He was, and okay. then he was not. That's, I mean, that is a, that's so, the thing you can be. Yeah, we're, so essentially it was kind of a, you know, a spa day for two for the two guitar players. It was pretty awesome. Rad. Uh, great, that's everyone. So without further ado, we're going to... What about you, Paul? What have you been up yeah, to? Yeah, Paul, what have you been up to, bud? Yeah, Paul, what have you been up to, bud? Uh, it's just the same stuff. Uh, I, I put a bunch of moving blankets on my walls in my basement to make a recording studio in oh, my basement. okay. To record other like podcast stuff. Not not for any other reason. No, not okay. for like bodies or like, just not, muffle screams. Yeah, not at all. Sex. None. Yeah, that's good. In I fact, didn't think so. I have... Speakers and amplifiers in the rooms with the screaming. So, right, just to prove that I'm above board. I'm not trying to hide the screams. No, you're trying to add them in. Yeah, to the material. I just need to stop talking about the screaming, though. Okay, uh, that's enough of my nightmares. Uh, turning it over to our narrator, Cliff, to intro episode 15. Bum bum. Bum bum. Through darkness, they emerge. Bringing wrath, fire, destruction, and woe. Known in legend as the Lumen Scourge, the Horde brings the end from the sky below. And now you know the truth, dear listener. The stakes of our world, your world, and all worlds connected by the realm ocean. Rest on the choices of our three once reluctant heroes. We come now to the end. Previously, our party was mourning the loss of family. Azakir and Ortic died defending the Barbundi village from attack by Toyd's champion. The Crab Knight... A Crab Knight? Riding a... <laughs> crab Dragon? Okay, now, I didn't turn myself into a mortal god of nature to deal with Crab Dragons. What's next? Crab Crabs? Oh, that is next. No, 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 no. Executive decision, Paul. There are no crab crabs. It's too ridiculous. I am a god of nature now. I said it. No crab crabs. It's canon. <clears throat> but it wasn't all tears and sorrow. Ornella and Devori seemed to be enjoying each other's company. <laughs> we all knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Young love, that's great. Orzok, in mourning over the death of his brother, knows that it's now time to take a stand. Speaking to the Scale Mother, Orzok gives her the blade of her husband's killer. Then, in front of the gathered Barbundi village, Cadre 11A, and the surviving Tostrik, Orzok declares himself Scale Father. With his new title comes a call to action, to fight, to march north and destroy Toyd. We come back to the Barbundi village weeks later, watching as Devori helps Harbeck adjust the riding saddle on the back of a Takari. Uh, it's not going well. Now, I just, um... Use this strap here. I mean, it's it's not too different from from Asa here. So if I just pull, if I pull on this. Okay, hold on. On three. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Eh. Oh, I um. So, all right. Okay. Uh, I'm usually good with creatures. It's just that these are a little um, outside of what I'm. Why? Well, I mean, there's a deep purr that the Takari makes as you talk and it nuzzles its head over towards you Harbeck no <laughs> you are very cute <laughs> um you know I I just I just don't know if I'm I'm ready yet I I I understand it was it did Azakir did almost kill me but she was nice yeah but you know she she was you know she had to eat yeah and I was you were slow. Yeah. Very. 
very slow. And look at you now. Yeah, well, I'm I'm still slow. But now you're, um, well, you're in good with the tribe, and you've learned a thing or two. Yeah, <coughs> y- yeah, I I am. It it looks so different here now. The c- camera pans back, and we see that people are packing uh, tents away. That the the bulk of the village has been either like loaded onto the backs of Takari or is currently being packed and put away. We see uh, images of uh, men and women, um, children, uh, tying uh, tents onto the back of other Takari. And uh, Davery comes around to the side of Harbeck on the, um, to the left of the Takari. Um, Harbeck, I didn't just call you over here to help me tie these knots. Although, I still am glad you helped. Well, of course, hey, I'll <laughs> glad to help. I wanted to get your thoughts on s- something. Oh, no. All right. Well, okay. Oh, fine. Go ahead. So, uh, Davery reaches into his medicine bag and pulls out a little um, poorly made brooch uh-huh. and hands it to you. Oh, well, thank you. Well, it's not for you. Oh, right. <laughs> uh <laughs> I think I'm going to give it to Ornella. Uh-huh. And it's in the shape of the fleur-de-lis of her family crest, but instead of the, like, literal, just the, the ivy or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be, it's actually a bird that's uh, got its head up and then two wings on either side. Uh, you made this? Uh, I had some help. The speaker helped me, but yeah. Well, I, th- I think she'd be very glad to have such a gift. Okay. Um, you, you seem nervous. Yeah, I just like her and... <laughs> Do you? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you've proven yourself here many times <clears throat> and, you know, such a strong and bold woman as Ornella deserves someone who's equally strong. And bold. Yes. So not uh, me? Well, I didn't say that. Um... <laughs> I mean, you're, you know, you you have um, you have many fine qualities. No, you, it's okay. I it's fine. Well, no, no. I mean, I I mean it. No, uh, I you, get it. It's you, fine. No, you are. Um, you have. Um, you uh, you make you make a you make a, a fine brooch, and um, you're you're helpful with the um, the loading up and. Uh, yeah. Well, it ain't, and and also, I mean, you you know, you wouldn't we wouldn't have um, been able to to save this village without you. Thanks, man. Well, you're very welcome, man. He gives you he he does like a gingerly tap on your shoulder, like the <laughs> not really knowing how to leave, so he lingers a little long on your shoulder. Just just you can go, Davery. Alright, I'm just gonna Yeah, just why how is this possible? How, just go around. Well there's we're in a field right now. Yeah, if just excuse go, me. Why, how is this I just Oh, okay. And he but, squeezes in between you and the Takari, which right. is clearly like there's, it's not easiest. So where do we find um, Orzok? Where do we find you? Well, the uh, basically the 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 general plan is that uh, the non-combatants are going to head up river, uh, which is closer to the inland sea, and uh, arguably. Uh, further away from danger um, and then the bulk of everyone else. So there's going to be a big war council meeting in a few days where all of the okay. the forces are going to get together and kind of plan. But for right now, this is just kind of the Barabundi and everyone else packing up and getting the the, the non-combatants out of here. All right. Um, point of order yep. um, from this. Uh, in the previous, in the weeks that have happened after I've claimed my, my right, mm-hmm. um, We've sent out envoys to communicate with the Sharabar, which is a smaller tribe, but mm-hmm. there's warriors and there's a couple of emissaries from that tribe here trying to gauge whether or not they're going to join the war council. Ooh, point of inquiry within the point of order. Have we been able to make contact with jury? Um, yes. 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 Okay. Um, and that that will all. I have some of that stuff okay. out, and okay. we'll we'll get to that. But cool. yes, that's cool. a good point of order to the point of point question. of inquiry to the point of order. Yeah, go ahead. I uh, concede the floor, <laughs> and I will I will reclaim my minutes. Um, <clears throat> so, 
what I'm doing essentially right now is I'm walking around with these two emissaries behind me and I'm barking orders at people. Everybody's kind of doing preparations and getting the camp ready to be able to send, like you said, the non-combatants, the women and the children, whoever don't, people that aren't, everyone that can fight is expected to. So like this is a, a smaller group of people that would be going up there. Yep. Um, and you know, what I'm doing is I'm actually handpicking like a, a group of soldiers that are going to escort them that, you know, the orders are that they're going to, they fight to the death that these people are need to get to safety. Um, and so rest assured your people must come to this, to this war council. Everyone here needs to fight. You make compelling arguments. We will take these back to our people and we will counsel among ourselves. I know that it is a leap of trust <coughs> to trust and believe that the Northerners are to, are, will help. But I'm sure what you've seen over the past two days have proven I would never give, I would never join in with murderers and thieves. These are the people that we're going to work with to save the world. Your story is well known to us, Bloodwake. We understand. And we accept these terms. You as Scalefather, we will take this back to our people. And we will counsel there. We will send messengers back with our decision in two days. I look forward to hearing from you. They, uh... And they're dressed, uh, in... Um... Plain beige clothing. They're very opposite of uh, the Barabundi who have um, feathers and beads and uh, more color to them. The Sharabar are very plain. They're in long flowing, um, almost Arabian style um, pants and uh, tunics. They give a, sh uh, a shallow bow and turn towards the rest of their envoy that's waiting uh, in the mouth of the canyon to, to exit the, the camp. I'll, uh, you know, safe journeys. Yes, and uh, thank you for this. It is good to see the Barabundi in hands such as yours. Thank you. And they turn and walk away. I think at that, the Oanamaka, Totem Warrior Oanamaka, previous scale mother comes behind you. She doesn't, uh, you, you don't see her, you don't really hear her, but you just feel her presence as she comes into frame behind you. What do you think? It is my sincerest hope that they'll fight with us. You know them. They are the most reclusive of, of the people. But they know the stakes. Their archers would be good. They would certainly help. But you're right. They are the most secluded of our people down here. We will have to see. We've done everything we can. Now we need to finish the preparations for our journey to the War Council. Before that, I, uh... I've... My sword work is rusty. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if, uh... You may spar with me over, and she points over, there's an area that's been mostly cleared out. I won't take it easy on you. I didn't ask you to. <laughs> very well. She smiles, a very big, excited smile at that, and uh, turns with a little hitch in her, not a hitch in her giddy up, a little spring in her step. And she walks uh, towards the, the cleared area. We do a crossfade over to Ornella. Where are you during all of this commotion, gathering of people, resources, etc., etc.? Sure. So in the weeks uh, leading up to uh, right now, uh, Ornella has kind of spent a lot of time on her own. And she's been going on these really uh, like long runs through the canyon, just uh, training and, and just kind of like building up endurance for whatever the hell is going to happen mm -hmm. um and so we find her now uh she's just gotten back from a run and she's she's a little worn out and she goes 
um, to find her things. Uh, and she's going to read a passage from the journal. Rad. So we we get a, a cool little close-up on Ornella. She, um, it's actually a close-up of her uh, bag and her pack. And we see in the blurry background, Ornella walk towards it, and she slowly comes into frame. And then we see her, like her legs, and then her arms reach down, and she opens up the bag and pulls out this weathered, worn book. Uh, roll, a, roll a d20 for me, Ornborn. 13. Fall, year five. My life has been moments of celebration in conjunction with moments of loss. I received a letter today from father's estate. He died. He was out picking grapes for a new wine barrel when he just fell over. They found him hours later. Prior to this letter arriving, I told Aldridge about the baby. He was so overcome with joy that his face turned bright red, and his shouts for joy made his voice hoarse. He told me that he knew it would be a girl, and that she would look just like me. For her sake, I hope not. Uh, there's a, we get this shot of you like turning the page to the end of that passage and then we hear uh, footsteps come behind you and then, ow, fuck, it's Davery. Oh, hey, hey. Hi. Um, am I, is this a bad time? No, no, I'm just uh, finishing packing some things up. Cool. Um, listen, um, I've been wanting to talk to you because we're getting ready to leave and go to the next, um, the thing where we might all die. We're going home, Davery. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm excited. It's, uh, it's a lot. Um, I'm actually terrified. That's what I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent terrified. You're not Uh, alone. Okay, good. Um... So in my terror and my ability to escape the impending dread um, of complete annihilation, mm-hmm. I made you something. And he like reaches into his medicine bag and like a few more awkward beats than probably what he would have wanted pass of him trying to rummage around. You hear like little glass bottles clink against each other. <laughs> and he pulls out this little brooch, this clasp. Uh, so I thought that maybe your family crest is not really something that you were super wanting to have. So it kind of made this, um, the speaker helped me cause I'm not really good at, um, obviously I can't really forge steel or work metal at all, but like a couple of the, um, I pulled an arrow out of this guy's leg and, um, he happened to know. So, um, here. I take it in my hands. And I hold it in one hand and, like, run my fingers over the top of it. I turn it over and look at the back of it, turn it back. Davery. This... This is beautiful. Oh, cool. I thought it looked like shit, but it doesn't. No, no, of course not. I love it. Um... So I was thinking that, um, you know how I'm really like, I'm pretty good at helping people. And I'm, uh, there was a guy who had part of his kidneys taken out and I actually helped stitch him up. He's actually walking now yes. and arguably I should be helping on the reserve lines when this inevitable confrontation comes into play and there's lots of wounded, um, they're going to need someone that knows how to uh, fix people and they're keep going to need you organs inside of bodies right but you're gonna need me and i'm not gonna leave so you're coming with us yep and you feel like that's the appropriate decision to make yep okay then wait really you can make your own decisions i I, oh my god, I'm so glad. I was worried that you... Sorry. No, I trust you. And I may not like this decision, and trust me, I don't like it, but you are very capable of making your own decisions. Yeah, and and you guys can't... 
I don't want you to be alone. I'll have Harbeck and Orzok. Yeah, but well, I I don't want to I don't want to be alone, but I also don't want you to be somewhere where I'm not. Which okay, well that sounds controlling. Which first of all, you're a free woman and can make your own choices, but I don't want you I would be if something happened Davery, you're talking in circles. Yeah, I know. I just just get nervous. After all this time? Yeah, I know. You're right. We're going to need you. So pack up your shit and let's go. He gives a crisp salute to you. Yes, ma'am. And he gives you a wink. He turns to walk away and I grab his arm. Pull him in. Yeah, there's like a big hot kiss scene. And I think we see like Harbeck in the background. Yeah. Cut over to uh, Orzok and the scale mother. So she's, uh, uh, you approach the area that she's cleared out and you see she's just finishing up marking a circle with the blade. And she, she picks it up from marking this uh, fighting circle and begins spinning the blade um, over her head, behind her back, like that flag twirler style mm-hmm. thing, but way cooler because it's a big sword. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a sword twirl- twirler, it's the fucking a... marching band. Now, Wish it okay, was. Uh, really quick aside, if that was a thing, yeah. marching band would be way less dorky and gay. <laughs> way cooler. Way cooler. Have y'all ever seen the flag girls twirl rifles? Because that shit fucks. Throwing that out there. It's <laughs> all right. My best friend was a flag uh, color guard captain, and so I have hold it near and dear. Respect. My heart. I'm mad respect, respect for their talent. <laughs> I just think it it's just not a cool thing. It's dumb as hell. Yeah. It's so dumb. If they were twirling great swords, now that would yeah. be That'd be much better. So that aside. Cool. She's twirling <laughs> swords. Yep. So it's drastically different what I do. I walk into the center of the circle and I just pick up my sword and I put it on my shoulder and I stand there. <laughs> and I'm just looking at her. She, uh, I kind of wait for the display to end, and as soon as it ends, it's like lightning fast. I'm on her, and it's the swings are f- furious. So, but uh, I'm not, I'm not getting into rage or anything like that. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going at it. Just you know, going at it loose. with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cool. That was just a, that was just a scream. <laughs> that was the weirdest sound I've ever heard in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like a, a wind up and then yeah. release. Yeah, so <laughs> she like euro stepped into it and then so she she immediately uses the cross guard of the blade to catch your blow and almost use your momentum to toss it over to the side and tries to cut in and the the, the battle is on. There's uh you can tell that she's not as uh, practiced as you are maybe some of her attacks are a little bit slow and they're not quite as precise as you would expect them mm-hmm. to be um, so in- as it's happening shift your weight she uh and she- I, like any time any anything she doesn't have her foot planted right i have my foot behind it and i shove her you know it's like i am just putting i'm just letting her know that i'm yeah i mean you're you're it's a, it's a show of dominance. It's also trying to make sure she understands that when the battle happens, that she gets only one chance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She uh, she grits her teeth, and then this time she, she goes to make the same move she, does bef- she did before, but she actually gets her foot planted properly this time, and her overhead smash, like, you actually have to take a yeah. cautious step to the side to keep your melon from being split open. And in the middle of the fighting, she says, uh, Orzok, I, I never told you the night I met your father. Ting, ting. Don't, try, don't try to distract me, woman. <laughs> it's a good story. <laughs> I bet it is. You, I'm here, aren't I? She, she takes another step forward and brings the blade over her head. And uh, it just completely misses. Like you, so it's I, I, I can tell it's gonna miss. So what I do is I put my sword up, and I as it's coming down, it's like a parry. But I turn my sword 
forward towards her and roll, and then immediately the, the, the point of my blade is at her throat. Continue, and I back up, and then I start attacking again. Um, and th- these are like in between hammer blows and swings. Um, he was a scout uh, that led our party. I was a scout with him. I was an archer at the time. Ching, ching, ching. Uh, he told me that my aim was poor, that he would have me back in the village fetching water if I didn't shoot better. He would, ching, ching. She does a cool <laughs> spin move and, uh, again, like get, gets a little bit of distance between each other and repositions the blade in a more offensive stance. Once the fighting started, though, I loosed an arrow. Hit him right in the ass. <laughs> After the battle, I tended to his wound and told him that if he threatened me or my position again, I'd shoot his fucking cock off. And then she spins around again and tries to do like a, ba- a decapitating blow. We were together quite some time, as you know. That is good. And uh, it's like she's actually kind of driving me back a bit because I'm kind of allowing myself to enjoy this kind of real candid understanding of my parents that I've never had before. And as I'm getting near the edge of the circle that she created, I kind of come to and I I just immediately disarm her. And like her sword points goes into the ground and I say, you have a lot of work to do. And I just walk away. As you leave, um, she, she's not yelling at you, but she just speaks in a, in a loud voice. I did not challenge your claim to be Scalefather. I did this because I seen my death, Orzok. The speaker showed it to me. And so the camera is looking. It's like facing me. You see mm-hmm. half of my face real close and her in the distance. And then I just say, it will be a good death. She, uh, and, and maybe like the focus, like you come out of frame and then she comes back into focus and we see her, uh, breathing, heavy breathing. She's wiping the sweat from her brow and she goes down and picks up the, the great sword and then begins doing the, uh, the exercises again. We cut over to, um, how about, uh, Harbeck? What's up? So you're uh, 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 a Barabundi scout comes running over to you. Uh, what is it? There is a, uh, a the Viscount is here. He wishes to speak to you. Oh yes, and of the course. others right away. Yes, uh, we'll be right there. Uh, they will be uh, uh, where we are packing to leave the east side of camp. Perfect. And um, Harbeck um, quickly like hikes up his belt and, and rushes over to where he last saw Ornella with Davery <laughs> to try and um, give her the message. So there's like this uh, kind of flirty like laughter and talking between Davery and Ornella as you approach. And um, <clears throat> hey, oh. um, uh, All our clothes are on, Harbeck. What do you <coughs> What do you need? Uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, the Viscount is here, and he demands our presence. We have to go over the mounting order, the marching order, the, the orders. Yeah. Uh, I'll finish with this. You go. Okay. Cool. I have to. Yeah. No. Yep. I'll... Here. I'll just. Okay. If you. Unbelievable. On three. Okay. All right. One, one two, two. On three or th- go. No. My God. All right, I'll just stand here, and then you go. Yep, all right. Okay. Cool. Got it. Yep, bye. That boy is amazing. Isn't he? You seem awfully happy. Did it um, go well? Did what go well? Oh, um, uh, nothing. Um, never mind. Um, we should be heading over to the area where we're mounting. Um, could you um, help me find Orzok? Yes. So I think we see like you two move off and um, you you catch sight of Orzok as he's uh, walking through uh, the center of town. He's kind of dirty, dusty, sweat. He's glistening. He's in his stated <laughs> standard gliss. Standard gliss. There walks the scale, father. We should be and careful. I, I'm like talking orders and I look at you guys and like boy, a smile. 
hey, and then I'm like, ah, and then walk over. Hey, that's hello, how it guys. Was. How's it going? Uh, well, I just beat the hell out of my mother, but that was pretty fun. <laughs> we have business to uh, to attend to. Right. Yes, the Viscount is here, and he'd like to speak with us. Very good. Um, after you too. Here we go. So you head over, and you can see the Viscount and his entourage are. Um, they've dismounted. The Barabundi have uh, water pails for the Viscount's demigriff, and then the other, um, the war horses. Uh, he's got his uh, his two captains of the guard with him, his uh, mage, and uh, his uh, head of the uh, auxiliary is are with him, and. Um, he's in resplendent mail, like his aquamarine plate mail is polished impeccably. His boots are polished. His leather uh, gauntlets are polished. I mean, he looks he looks fresh, and uh, straight up. His head of what? Uh, it's so it's his two captains, mm-hmm. head of the auxiliary, head of auxiliary, and his uh, mage. Cool. Um, the auxiliary is basically like his. Um, like non-trained soldiers. So like they would have the knights who are trained soldiers and then just anyone else that could pick up a sword would be like auxiliaries basically. Cool. I have a question really quick. Do, uh, what happened to our demigriff? Um, he's just hanging out with the other Takari. Okay. Uh, um, then can we uh, like retcon a little bit? Mm-hmm. I'd like to pick up that demigriff for the meeting so we have it and can see, hey, we took care of your gift. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your, so, your griff gift. Yeah. Yeah. You bring over the griff gift. And uh, I think the Viscount is taking like some water from a pail and splashing it on his face. He's he's dripping with sweat because I mean he's in this ridiculous armor in this hot area, and he catches sight of you, you three coming up, and he uh, wipes the sweat and hair from his face and uh, adjusts his armor to look as professional as possible. Uh, greetings, good to see you all. It's good to see you again. He reaches out for a very manly. Firm. Dylan, you son, son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Says it all. Yep. Uh, how goes the preparations? We will be we will be ready to depart for the war council on time. Good. Uh, I have a letter actually for you. For us? Well, it's it's. Technically for Harbeck, but I presume for you three. For me? Well, um... It's from my queen. Oh, yes. Vi- my Viscountess. Of course, yes. And hands you the letter. I'll, I'll, Harbeck takes the letter and he rips it open right away, very haphazardly, and, and starts to read. To Cadre 11A, I have found loyalists to our cause in Bogmali. Hobie Treefell, a noble here, mentioned his infatuation with Lady Ornella, and his disbelief that one such as her would have a hand in murdering the prince. I convinced him of his need to ally with us, and therefore he promised his engineers to produce whatever we would need in a rebellion against the crown. I also melt, met melt, I also <laughs> met with the guild here in Bogmali. There was a man here who knew you. A man, Vesivis, says that your party is honorable and good, that he was tortured by the crown and was only given a second chance by your kindness. He is sending what adventurers and guild guild members he has to muster to your aid. Best of luck, Viscountess Fell. Splendid news, party. We've been blessed by the good works of the Viscountess, and we'll have more allies for our council. Is that so? Yes, I feel that the work we've done in this world is starting to amount to something. (laughs) Indeed. What a relief. So more allies, then, are... Headed yes. our way. We should have engineers and guildmen on the way. Excellent. Good. Uh, this is good news. Well, um, anyway, I have some more things to see to around camp. Uh, some of my... Uh, we have horses to offer to help carry some things. I understand there was a battle and that many lives were lost, unfortunately. My sympathies to you, Scalefather. They are appreciated. Well, uh, if that will be all, I'll make my preparations and my men will help in whatever way they can. Otherwise, I will see you at the War Council meeting in two nights. Before before we depart for the War Council, I would like to invite all of your men. Anyone that's going to serve in the purpose of this battle should join us for one final fire and storytelling evening. 
It'll be the night before we depart for the war council. We must bring our ranks together. This is the first time that our nations have fought side by side. Agreed. Uh, yes, I think that would be it would be good for the morale of the men. You can understand many of them are... Make no mistake, my men are loyal to me. They're not loyal to the crown, but it is difficult for many of them to go to war against their own people. As long as they are loyal to this world, then we'll know where they lie. They are. Very well. We'll meet you in two days. It's good to see you all again. Take care. And he turns uh, back to his captains and begins giving orders. Like, okay, get those, uh, get the horses over here and, and goes from there. Get those, get those horses over there. Get, get them horses. 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 Right on. So, uh, what do you guys do the rest of the day? Uh, here's a good question. Uh, where's Aldridge? Where did you, I'm assuming that you put him somewhere, because... He's been crucified on the tree of woe. <laughs> uh, we put him to work. Okay. Doing like the absolute garbage, most shit jobs uh, available. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he was told not to speak His soft to anyone. Hands are ripe with just calluses, like, calluses and, yeah. and blisters. Yeah, blisters. Never seen work like that. Yeah. Yep. He's been working with Harbeck with cleaning out stalls and taking care of the animals' feed and mess and okay. all of those things. Cool. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think if uh, well that'll happen tomorrow. So, is there anything else that you would like to kind of RP till this evening? Um, not really, you know, just the, the main difference is that I'm spending a lot, I'm not palling around as much as I would have done in the past. Right. Really going around. You got to look like you're in charge. We're all really focused. Trying to make sure that people are invested in this. And, you know, I mean, I know that that's, that's the whole thing, right? Just putting up the right, the correct face. Yep. Yep. Um, so if there's not anything else, we'll just do a quick FF, fast forward. Oh, oh. <laughs> go to a quick Friendly FF. Fire. Um, so <laughs> the, uh, the evening's fire goes by and people, I mean, again, it's, it's just like any other evening with the Barabundi, there's storytelling, there's laughing, there's dancing and, uh, everyone goes to bed and, uh, it's almost become cliche at this point, but I think the presence and frequency of these becoming more prominent is indicative of what's happening in the world. Um, you all wake up together. Uh, you open your eyes. Whoa. Oh. No, not like what that. A wild night. Yeah. <laughs> wild Sorry, fire. Davery. <laughs> it got real weird. Uh, no, you're, uh, you wake up. Your eyes open, and you're in a, a circular room with a rounded dome ceiling. Uh, there are deep grooves carved into the walls that make long, sweeping circles that wrap around each other, almost like a like if you could look at this from uh, a third-person perspective, it would almost look like a like a double helix, the rotating pillars. Mm. And uh, there's stained glass in between each of the pillars that tell the formless story, which is again the creation myth of the Northerners. Uh, reach each of each of you kind of individually note how strange all of this is. Reach out your hands. You notice you were adorned in white white robes uh, with cuffs decorated in gold silk embroidery, featuring a pyramid with an eye at its center. Across the room from you are two humanoid shapes. One of them, a figure dressed in white robes similar to yours, but instead of gold embroidery, it's black embroidery. Uh, another figure stands next to him this figure far more imposing he's nine feet tall he's covered in rusted plate mail his arms and legs are as thick as tree trunks just a massive looking motherfucker and uh, yeah that's where you are why why am I in are you in here I'm, I'm like I don't know are you in my dream I step so towards I'm... the two figures. Yeah, so we see these two like, are you in my? No, no, I'm in your. And then Ornella steps forward and uh, you take your first step forward, Ornella. And then this thing across from you, the, the more 
the human-sized thing uh, begins to walk towards you. Uh, billowing, his cloak billowing out from in front of him as he takes steps. And as he walks towards you, he speaks. Ornella Sambridge, ex-member of the guild, escapee of Morsang Prison, hero of the Southern Alliance, keeper of the whatever. Nope, that was the wrong line. Youngest daughter of Aldridge Sambridge, Harbeck Thunderfist, ex-guild member, escapee from Morsang Prison, Tamer of the ancient Azakir, keeper of the spear, god killer. Scalefather Orzak, son of Awanamaka and Varuni, the Bloodwake, escapee from Morsang Prison, avenger of the weak willed Ortic. <clears throat> and he arrives to the center of the room, and you're like a few steps away, as, and, and he stops speaking. He, he takes his two hands and um, puts them in both sleeves to hide. Uh, and as he does this, you see his skin is this milky white, uh, vaguely <clears throat> translucent uh, color and texture yeah, with black, sharp nails. You can't really see his face because his hood is covering it in shadows, and, he's, and he just stands there again in silence. You've got us all here. What do you Spew want? Spew your lies. It's nice to finally meet you. Charmed. I have brought your minds in here to speak without pretense or to have anyone else listen in to us. I want to explain if I can the reasoning behind the Anointed One. Toid's actions so that perhaps what is to come may be avoided. And what is to come? The end of your world is upon us. And I am the answer. I go by many names across many realms. On Imosin, I'm Kilak Tuchan. On Daydir, they call me words not spoken for good or ill. Here I am Gargatuloth. Toid has been in my service since before the monarchy had a queen. I had hoped that your realm would see the danger his knowledge possessed and act upon it. But their greed got in the way. You three, as my champion learned, are difficult to negotiate with. He wasn't a very good negotiator. <laughs> I see that now. <clears throat> I'm hoping that uh, we can avoid the conflict that is coming for all of our sakes. So save the world so you can <laughs> subjugate it. <clears throat> What lives below your world is a poison, and its germination is nearing completion. Buried deep beneath Krasis lies a safety mechanism built by those like me, made to ensure that mortal creatures would never last long enough to threaten their dominion over the eternal ocean and its shores. And he takes his hands out from the robes finally and wipes the whole, he, he swipes at the room. The walls vanish and disappear. The floor goes away. You're in this black space where there's no ceiling floor or any perspective. And suddenly you see darkness at your feet is replaced by roiling magma and a pool of molten rock that is glowing and roiling in a sphere. And then from all directions, mud and rock and stone begin hitting this thing and gradually growing it in size. And then from this molten, muddy, dirt boulder, uh, blue crystals begin to appear. First a few dozen at a time, then a few hundred at a time, then a few thousand at a time. Pretty soon, millions and millions of crystalline shards cover the surface of this sphere. And you can see inside each individual crystal, there are uh, these serpentine creatures with immature legs inside of them. Uh, ducking and moving around inside as if they're in some sort of liquid. And then eventually more dirt and mud piles on top of them 
and it, and the <clears throat> sphere grows and grows and grows in size. And eventually it becomes so huge that on top of that, then grass is fun, suddenly laid down and you find yourself standing outside of a lull. Kind of a little disorienting, writing yeah. myself. Harbuck looks for um, Gargaloth. He's uh, he's now positioned behind you, and he's uh, looking out onto the city. The buried called Majin, or Lumen Scourge in their tongue, a race of creatures designed by the Weaver of Mana itself to wipe out all living things in your world. Why? Just to protect the ocean realm. What is it? The realm ocean. The eternal ocean. Right. To ensure that... Your kind never ascend to challenge them. They seek domination over your people. You are toys to them. The seed was planted after the first of my kind chose to rebel against the Ascended One's dominion. My god has never interfered nor claimed dominion. My god is a creator and only a creator. My god walks the realm ocean, and he has provided me with power. Balarat is no god worthy of worship. Know this, the Majin are not hurt by a swordsman's blade or an archer's arrow. Their armor is rock, and their blood is primordial mana. Only now do they begin to stir. Toid does not have the forces to stop you and the Majin. And so here I am to offer up my servant's plot so that you may understand the dire circumstances your kind find themselves in. I don't understand. Are you here to help us? Ornella Toyd not need be my instrument of your world's salvation. You are a leader. You inspire loyalty. Almost unintentionally sometimes. Your friends here are examples of the power you wield. They would die for you. That is the leader that your realm needs. Not some ancient matriarch bound by tradition, but a brave warrior bound by blood and sacrifice. I will pass to you all the resources I have in your world. I will give over direct control of my servants. I will imbue you with unimaginable strength. I will meld your mind with the foresight to defeat any foe. I will present to you, Ornella, the ability to save your home. In exchange for these gifts, I but ask for your oath. By swearing your soul to me, you will be bound by my mana. You will be made into Archduchess Ornella, rightful lord of Krasis, keeper of the realm. You will allow and not impede my servants to move from the depths of the ocean here and into the heights of the Ascended One's domain. He's the one that they should be launch- kill- these these creatures should be killing him and his it is beasts and liars. I am I am like you. I You are not like me. I'm trod down upon by the ascended ones. You're a goddamn liar. Quick question. And I start moving towards him. And I, I, I I'm doing this because I want to see what Big Dude does. Oh yeah. Real so that's happening. Ornella, what or, How am I supposed to fit that entire title on a business card? You insult me, I offer you, and you have nothing but You speak to us now because you are afraid. You're desperate. I'm still, I'm storming forward towards him. Eventually, so you storm towards him and he backs up a little bit and the big dude now takes a couple lumbering steps forward and you see his gauntlet starts crackling with energy and he holds his hand forward and make a a constitution save for me, Orzok, at disadvantage. So what I'm trying to, we're physically here. We could end this potentially. We don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to see if he's actually in danger, you know. But we'll see. I'm gonna probably go crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I failed on both. So, so you you uh, uh, suddenly are unable to move. You're completely paralyzed. And there's this uh, like what you see on a road on a hot day that kind mm-hmm. of waving. You see that coming from his hands and wrapping around Orzok, and he's just bound in pain. 
These terms are unconditional. Should you refuse them here, I will inform Toyd of your intentions, and he will prepare his armies. You may defeat him. You may even kill him. But by doing so, you will be too weak to stop the Lumen Scourge. You will win the crown only to lose your realm. Think on this. A messenger will appear to you for an answer tomorrow night. Harbeck grabs his uh, holy symbol and prays to Balarat. He says, now Balarat, the god killer. Uh, suddenly the god killer spear appears in your hand. And I throw. Roll initiative. <laughs> 17. Okay. Uh, who are you aiming at? Um, Gargatwath. Okay. Uh... Yep, I should have. So Harbeck reels back this tree branch looking <laughs> spear. The lightning crackles Ladies across the and weapon. There's going to be no live episode. <laughs> uh, roll, roll to hit. Fuck, <laughs> we fucked all of it up. Wrap it up! <laughs> and I have proficiency with all martial weapons, so yep. that's a 20. Uh, roll damage. What do I roll? Um, so God Killer. Let me get that oh, pulled yeah. up here. I was like, wait, what do you mean? What do you roll? I was like, oh, yeah, that's a weapon you don't know anything about. I have not seen it. Um, so. I keep it at my dad's place. It does. <laughs> it does 8d8 plus 10 damage. Fuck me. What? Get all them d8s. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, one, I got three. Two. Three, That's my favorite thing five, about D&D. Paul, they're going to be too afraid to do anything. Okay, no, they're not. <laughs> they're absolutely going to try to kill them. Fucking chuck it at this motherfucker. All right. 8d8 plus 10. Yep. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 16, 22, 23, plus 10 is 33 damage. Okay. Uh, he, so this, we see this spear, um, arc and it happens in slow motion. It starts out as a spear, but it quickly just turns into a literal bolt of lightning. Right. It strikes and the impact just echoes through this like mine chamber he's put us in and you just explosion of light and this thunderclap and he gets pushed back from the impact of this bolt and he's doubled over. He says, Prince, get them out of here now. And the hulking beast that has uh, Orzok in, held in place looks to you all and takes his other gauntlet and... <laughs> no, he doesn't gonna, snap. No, he's not going to snap his fingers. He, uh, he, he makes some like hand gesture, some obscure arcane hand gesture, and then uh, p- pushes his hand out and you all fall on your butts and suddenly wake up. In your rooms, yeah, in your wherever yeah. you were sleeping that night. I run out of the tent that I was in. So yeah. do I. It's like what I would like. It's it, think of those movies where they do the split screens. It's like they cut to these three split or split screens of like these three tent flaps. All of a sudden, they all open. We're like, yeah, looking at. The, it's like the exact same thing. We had him. He was right there. Did you really think that was going to work? Well, yes. It's called God Killer. We were in some. <laughs> He was. He was we, real. When when those dreams, we were there. We were there. That was real. They have some ability to have us cross over across realms. Didn't you hear him? We're just toys. We weren't really there. He. It hurt him. I saw. That was a good throw, old man. I saw it land. I, like he I can said, be killed. He called us because he's afraid. But no. <clears throat> what he wants to do is save, and I'm doing or Orzak doing quote fingers. <laughs> he wants to save the world, of course, so he can launch his assault. The people, we have to find out who these gods are. And make a deal with them. The. Oh, the ones above. The ascended if, ones. If we could say, look, we'll, if we prevent him from launching his attack on your world, but the asc- call off your scourge. The ascended ones want us dead. Then we dead. deal with Toyd. I mean, <sighs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. 
we may not have the allies. We may we may not be allies with Gul. Oh my gosh, we may not be allies with Gargatloth, but Varen Toyd is a smart man, and he has resources of his own. If we can break him of his patronage, then the people of this world may still save it. If th- if these the great serpent never made a de- create something just so later he could destroy it. His form is all around us. It would kill, it would destroy his eternal body. But don't snakes shed their skin? Aren't they reborn? You speak wise. But <clears throat> if, why create something just to destroy it? That's a good question. What are they afraid of us for? I barely even knew they existed until they made their presence known. I need to find Aldridge. And at that, we're going to take our first break. So everyone, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with a very calm and pleasant meeting between Ornella and Aldridge Sambridge. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Bye! Bye. Bye. (laughs) It's my favorite thing we do.